What's up, everybody? Edwards, the podcast coming back at you a little late on this fight week once again. Um, but we do have a couple of interesting fights and one maybe not so interesting, but um, uh, maybe a little skept- uh, spectacle that you might want to be looking out for. Um, before I forget to mention that tonight, as I'm recording it on Friday, uh, Adrian Broner is uh, actually on pay-per-view, so... I think uh, Rigando is on the undercard, so those of you that uh, are into um, Adrian Broner or, or keep up with his antics, um, see if he's made any changes in his career, uh, tune in tonight. Um, but anyways, uh, this week we actually have um, on the zone tomorrow, Saturday, um, Jaime Munguia against uh, Drevchenko, and on ESPN we have Josh Taylor against Teofimo Lopez. Um, so it's going to be a pretty busy, uh, fight day tomorrow, Saturday, but before I jump into all of that stuff, I wanted to kind of, uh, go back, uh, a few weeks and, uh, kind of touch on some things, uh, some thoughts on the Loma, uh, Lomachenko versus Haney fight. So first of all, I guess a lot of people think, um, that, well, I kind of have a problem with it being called a robbery. People have a have a an issue with the decision. Um, I think it was a close fight, and I think the problem with that I have with this, or, or with people saying that it might have been a robbery or whatever, is they'll, they'll say that it was a robbery, but at the same time they'll say that it was a close fight. So, I mean, I think to in order to get robbed, you would have to actually. You know, make a make a case that you won most or all of the rounds, and you still lost the fight, or they still gave the fight to to the other fighter. Um, in this case, like I said, I think it was a close fight. Um, I didn't watch it live; I got stuck at work, so I was able to actually watch it, uh, back up a, a few uh, things, and uh, you know, rewind things like that, pause, and you know, write down some thoughts. But uh, I think. Um, I would have scored it for Loma, maybe by by a round or two, but I do think that Haney finished a lot of the exchanges, um, and that's that stays on a judge's mind, in my opinion. So even though you know Lomachenko didn't really struggle to get on the inside or get within punching range, he would land a combination, and and Haney being so long as compared to Loma, he would kind of catch him on the way out. You know what I mean? He would kind of finish the exchange. Um, I would have liked to see Lomachenko because I picked Lomachenko. I would have liked to see him kind of make Haney uh, miss a lot more instead of being there and kind of um, trying to catch punches, uh, block punches. Um, because your your body, when you're facing a, a bigger fighter who might be, I mean, he's going to be naturally stronger. Um, even though he's just touching you he might not really be scoring but he's gonna move your head he's gonna move your body uh and and it might look to the judges like it's actual offense Uh, i hope that kind of makes sense so i think you know lomachenko should have and i mean maybe you you just can't you know you've got to take one or the other because he did get on the inside at times He, he was in punching range he had good exchanges but he was also getting caught on the way out um getting hit by the bigger fighter or ending the exchange, you know, like I said, that might be uh, stuck in the judge's mind and and kind of score the that 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 round based on that. Um, and you know, I could be wrong. Everybody has their their opinion. 
Um, I think um, I don't have an issue with anybody scoring it for Lomachenko or, or, or even if it were would have been a draw. Um, I, I do think um, this should have been a draw or, or, or a win for Lomachenko. Um, the, the thing here that a lot of people don't really talk about is, is the 10th round. Uh, in round 10, that was pretty much dominated by Lomachenko. Um, Haney did come back at the end of the round, but Lomachenko had done so much that I would still consider it a dom- dominant round for Lomachenko. And I think he even kind of actually hurt Haney uh, early in the round. Um, so the problem is one of the judges actually, one of the official judges actually scored that round for, for Haney. Um, I'm not sure how that would have changed the overall scoring because I think that dude had him up by two or three rounds already. And another thing is all three judges had the fight for, for Haney. So, I mean, you know, we all have our opinion uh, I always think, you know, in a close fight, the, the people that are there ringside, you know, have the best, the best view. Um, maybe they don't have the best angles sometimes, you know, but, but that's just the way scoring is set up. Um, is it fair? Is it ideal? Is it ever going to change? No, definitely think it will never change. So, uh, we just got to deal with what we have. Um, there's always going to be issues with, with scoring in a, in a close fight. Um, I just wouldn't call it a robbery per se. Okay. Now, so moving on, um, Jaime Munguia against Drevchenko on the zone. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with Drevchenko, he actually made a name for himself. He had a fight against triple G. Uh, he made a good name for himself. He had a good account for himself in that fight. Uh, he kind of made triple G look, look old in that fight. Um, and he also had a really good fight against Daniel Jacobs. The thing with Drevchenko is I believe he's moving up in weight. I think he's going to fight Munguia at 168. Uh, he's, a, he's a short fighter, um, but he, he, he's, he's going to be able to... He's, he's durable. He's uh, very durable. Um, it's going to be an exciting fight, in my opinion, and it's definitely a good test for Jaime Munguia. Ever since... Um, ever since Munguia came on the scene, you know, he, he kind of... His opposition hasn't been great. It actually, hasn't even been good. Uh, they say he's been looking for the big fights, but I mean, we all know the things with the promoters nowadays and things like that. But this should be, like I said, a, a good test for him. Um, I do expect Mungia to to pull it off. Uh, I don't think he'll knock him out. I do think that uh, Drevchenko is going to have some some good uh, moments in in the fight. He'll probably win three or four rounds. Munguia is very, very uh, hittable. I'm not sure how much he's actually been working on his defense with Eric Morales as his trainer, um, but that's something to, to look out for. Mm, what else do I have here? So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into my pick, uh, and I think I already kind of mentioned it. I don't expect him to knock him out, but I'm going to take Munguia by decision. Uh, if he does knock him out, though, I hope he gets the credit that he deserves because... Haters are going to say that Drevchenko is a smaller fighter. Uh, but, hey, you take the fight. Uh, you take the fight and, you know, what comes with it. Uh, Mujia does have power. I think Drevchenko still still, still uh, pretty pretty tough. So, yeah, I'm going to take Mujia by decision. I'll be surprised if he gets uh, a knockout. But I think there is about a 20-30% chance of that happening. 
Okay, uh, I'm not sure. I think uh, Shane Mosley Jr. is on the undercard on that one. If anybody is interested in that, Shane Mosley Jr.'s career has been up and down, so uh, I guess I'm kind of interested in getting eyes on him again. Um, he hasn't been in the spotlight in a while, so 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 good for him. Hopefully, he he takes advantage of uh, of this shot. Uh, moving on to Josh Taylor versus Teofimo Lopez on ESPN. Uh, this is for the WBO 140-pound title. Uh, Josh Taylor is was the actual unified champion. He didn't lose those belts in the ring. Um, there was mandatory opponents or mandatories that he couldn't keep up with after he had a, a fight with uh, Jack Catterall. Um, very, very close fight. If you guys haven't seen that, if you have a chance from, from here to then, go ahead and watch that fight. Uh, it was a very good fight. A lot of people thought Catterall won. I myself kind of thought that he, he was going to get the, the decision, but no, the decision went to Josh Taylor. Um, before that, Taylor beat uh, Jose Ramirez by knockout. Um, and I'm not sure if that was the actual unified uh, fight for the undisputed title or the undisputed uh, being undisputed 140 pounds. Um, but yeah, those are the kind of like the the biggest fights along with uh, his fight against Regis Progreer, who uh, a lot of people say he's he's been getting ducked um, by everybody at 140. But Josh Taylor actually beat him in the 140-pound tournament that was held in Europe. Uh, Regis Progreer is a very good fighter. So I guess you could say Josh Taylor pretty much cleaned out 140 before Teofimo moved up. Uh, Teofimo Lopez had a yeah, he's, he's coming off of a couple of, or even maybe f- a few fights where he actually lost. And then, uh, you know, he hasn't really looked anywhere near what, what he looked like against Lomachenko. Uh, this is a new weight class for him. He's, this is probably his second fight at 140. Uh, I do think he's a little short for, for the division compared to Josh Taylor. Uh, but Josh, T- Josh Taylor might actually be busting out at the seams ready for 147 after this win or lose. So um, it should be exciting. Um, the way it just happened earlier today, uh, really nothing to speak of. They were both at 140. Um, there was security there between them because there's been a lot of trash talk. Um, so, yeah, nothing nothing out of the ordinary there. Um Let's see, what else do I have here? Okay, something that, that I've been actually talking about, I want to say a lot, I want to say maybe too much when it comes to these fighters is is their um, their mentality coming into these fights now or even dealing with their careers. Uh, if you guys have been listening to Teofimo for a while, he, he he's been... Uh, He's been out acting kind of awkward, or I don't know if it's, he's just not mature mentally. Uh, he's 24 years old, but ever since the loss, you know, he, he kind of, instead of, you know, taking the loss, whatever, giving credit to the, to the other fighter, he, he pretty much blames, he has this attitude of, they're out to get me, they're out to get me. They did this to me. They took my titles. They don't promote me right. They're not paying me enough. Um, I'm going to start my own promotion. Things like that. I've been hearing this from the time he lost up until this week. Um, so I guess one of the questions has to be. Is if 
is, is he mentally strong enough to 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 finish this fight to come out victorious? Josh Taylor is going to ask a lot of questions um, in that ring of him. He, Josh Taylor's a good boxer, very good boxer, elite boxer, and he has some power. Um, he's got the size on him. He's got speed. He's got a good chin. So it, it's going to be really hard, in my opinion, for Teofimo Lopez to not only win this fight, but to to actually stay in there mentally and maybe not break down, maybe not possibly... Well, I don't, I don't want to say that he'll quit, or that he'll find a way out of the fight, but it, it might be, it's either going to be he's back to his old self and he's having a good performance and that's going to carry him. But I think if, 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 if there's any issues or if he starts getting dominated early, I don't know if he's going to look for one shot to try to try to try to finish the fight. Like he's going to realize that's his only shot and that's just going to, pretty much dictate what happens the rest of the fight instead of you know say he gives up four rounds early uh he might quit at that point on 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 trying to trying to box trying to because i mean if we remember Teofimo Lopez is a good fighter himself a good boxer himself so i just don't want him to get dominated early kind of quit mentally and start looking for that one shot when you still have eight rounds to go you know what i mean and kind of even out the fight um, kind of break down your opponent and, and, and maybe take him out. It'll be hard to take out Josh Taylor, but, you know, hopefully it, it's competitive throughout. But I, I do have that question about Teofimo Lopez. I, ho- I hope that makes sense. Maybe the one that's not totally mentally there is me. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'm going to jump right into the pick. Uh, my pick for this fight, Josh Taylor by decision. Um, I kind of expect... Uh, I think it might be more of a nine rounds to three kind of fight. Um, I think I think Teofimo wins between three or four rounds. Uh, if that, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if, if Josh Taylor totally totally dominates this. Um, if he stays away from exchanging with, with Teofimo Lopez and giving him that 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 shot to uh, to actually land something that's going to change the fight, uh, I think he can dominate. So, yeah, man, thank you guys all for, uh, for tuning in, for uh, checking out the pod, this episode of Puncher's Chance Edition. Um, catch you guys pretty soon. We got some good fights coming up. So, yeah, be on the lookout, social media, everything. Thanks again. Peace.